This is Julie D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio. Cleveland Sports Podcast starts now. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show today with me, Darius Sethna. We have a ton to talk about today. I'm I was extremely excited for today's episode. We have a lot of things to cover. Uh, First, of course, we always have to talk about the Nordonia Knights, uh, an update on how they're doing in in the football world. Uh, They still remain second in their division after a a very tight and competitive match last night against the North Royalton Bears who now sit at an overall record of 3-6. and six. The Knights uh, scored the most points last night than they have uh, in the entire season, scoring uh, a whopping 63 points, uh, defeating the Bears by 13, uh, meaning that they themselves scored 50 points. This is a major, major win for the Knights, especially getting ready for the playoffs, which are not too far away. These kind of competitive games should be able to prepare them for what is basically to come uh, for the playoffs. Now I would like to really uh, get into the meat of today's podcast, and we're going to start with the Cavs and how they've been doing for their first two games of the new season. Unfortunately, both of those games turned out it turned out to be losses. First on opening night this past Wednesday, where they lost by 12 to the Raptors, and then losing by eight last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have uh, Jimmy Butler back who has decided to play for them. Uh, Last night, uh, when the Cavs played the Timberwolves, they outscored the Timberwolves um, in both quarters of the second half. However, but just talent-wise, weren't able to match what the Timberwolves were throwing at them, such as Jimmy Butler, Anthony Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns. In fact, Jimmy Butler himself last night had 33 points in 36 minutes. Uh, He shot 10 of 12 from the field, only missing two shots. He was 100% from three-point range, although he only did attempt one three-pointer. He had seven rebounds, three assists, four steals, and two blocks. In fact, last night, the crowd at the Target Center were chanting MVP for Jimmy Butler, which I think um, is extremely ironic given the fact that, uh, that it was so obvious that he was going to leave. And now him putting up these magnificent numbers with the Timberwolves and getting receiving MVP chance. I think it's just extremely ironic that uh, this is the situation that's turned out to be for Jimmy Butler. And now there have been two players, in my opinion, as I've watched these Cavs games and I've been analyzing uh, the players' performances. And there are two players to me that really stick out the most. And these two players include Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson. Now, Colin Sexton is the rookie who didn't have the greatest game in the world um, on Wednesday, although it being it was his first ever NBA game. He, although he did play 18 minutes, uh, he scored 9 points, shot 2 of 7 from the field, um, and had 3 rebounds. But, however, it was really last night that really tipped into shape what Colin Sexton is. Uh, he played more minutes last night, 5 more minutes than he did on Wednesday. He played 23 minutes, he scored 14 points, and with 6 of 9 from the field with 2 rebounds and 1 assist. Now, uh, given the fact that Colin Sexton was able to play uh, this well last night and the Cavs only losing by 8 points, I really, uh, I'm very optimistic on what he's going to bring this season. And I might be saying this too soon, but 
may be a possible candidate for Rookie of the Year if he keeps up these numbers or possibly even improves these numbers. And also it depends on how well the Cavs do this season. And we know what Kevin Love brings to the table every night, so I'm not I'm not worried about that because he is a, he's an all-star for a reason. And uh, other than Colin Sexton, the other player that really stood out to me this week was Jordan Clarkson. Um, on opening night against the Raptors in Toronto, he had 15 points in 23 minutes. He shot 7 of 15 from the field. Uh, one of the weaknesses of that game, though, is that um, for being a quality three-point shooter, he only shot one for four, which is 25% from three-point range, and he had three rebounds. Um, however, similar to Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson really stood out a lot more in last night's game against Minnesota. Uh, with 19 points, shooting 8 of 14 from the field. He didn't score any three-pointers, but he was extremely instrumental on the defensive end with four rebounds, um, one steal and one block, and then he did have one assist last night. So major improvements defensively uh, in those two games for Jordan Clarkson. And with his energy and uh, the way he's able to score the ball, it really is, um, he, Jordan Clarkson is really one of the key players who needs to perform uh, just like Colin Sexton. Uh, has been performing if the Cavs want to have a chance to uh, really make some noise in the Eastern Conference. And this upcoming week for the Cavs features uh, three uh, three monumental games for them, especially if they want to um, uh, improve their record. They're 0-2 right now. But uh, two of the three games that they have for this week are at home in the confines of the queue where they've been extremely successful these uh, last few years. Uh, first, tomorrow we have opening night at the queue where the Atlanta Hawks, who are also 0-2 so far this season, uh, will travel to Cleveland tomorrow and take on the Cavaliers in an opening night matchup, which should be an extremely invigorating game given the fact these are two very young teams who are on the process of uh, in their rebuild in the Eastern Conference. And then on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, the Cavaliers uh, will host the Brooklyn Nets, who, similar to the Hawks, are reeling in the Eastern Conference and are another rebuilding team. And this is definitely going to be the, the this next game is for sure going to be the hardest game this week for the Cavs uh, on Thursday, uh, October 25th, which is the second night of a back-to-back for the Cavs. Uh, they will travel to Detroit to take on the Pistons, who are loaded with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. However, we do know uh, in these past few seasons that the Pistons are iconic for their constant underperforming, especially to uh, lower-ranked teams. So I'm definitely interested to see what the Cavaliers, are, um, what kind of threat the Cavaliers are going to pose against um, this much more talented Pistons team. Uh, who have more all-stars and just more overall guard talent. And now that is uh, that is the news for the Cavs. I want to move on to two other major teams who I've been following this past week, um, and it is that famous rivalry, the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, but first I want to get started with the Lakers, who played their first regular season game on Thursday uh, with LeBron James against the Portland Trailblazers at the Moda Center, which is in Portland. Um, in that game, LeBron James himself had 30, uh, played 37 minutes, scored 26 points, was 9 of 16 from the field. He, he was 0 of 4 uh, from three-point range, but he made up for that with 12 rebounds, 6 assists, uh, and 1 steal. 
Now, the Lakers do play again tonight against the Houston Rockets, who had a horrendous opening night uh, loss to the New Orleans Pelicans at home uh, by a score of 131 to 112. So the Rockets definitely have a lot of pressure on them heading into tonight's game against the Lakers, given the fact that they want to show the league who they really are and why they are in conversation for one of the teams to make the Western Conference Finals. Um, going back, going back to the Lakers, though, uh, the, the these are promising results that I'm seeing from LeBron, given the fact that they only lost by nine, and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum on the other side um, had to play, had to have monumental games. For example, uh, on Thursday night, Damian Lillard uh, played 35 minutes and had to score 28 points. Uh, he was two for seven from three-point range, and then CJ McCollum played 31 minutes, had 21 points and was uh, shot 50% from three-point range. And the, given the fact that the Trailblazers had to rely on their two main superstars, and given the fact that the Lakers only lost by nine points with the greatness of LeBron James, who could have obviously played better, but given the fact that it's only game one of the grueling 82 long season schedule, there's obviously room for improvement, but given the fact that we know the hard work and determination of LeBron James, there is they're for sure going to improve. And I think this is definitely um, a, a great start for the Lakers and what they'll be able to build on for this season. And now heading all the way to the other side uh, of the country, we have the Boston Celtics who... Um, Put up an impressive showing um, in their opening night a game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Kyrie Irving himself had a dreadful game when he, he only had seven points, shot two of 14 from the field, one for eight from three. Uh, however, he did have four rebounds and was able to bring seven assists. Uh, last night, though, he made up for that horrendous performance on Tuesday night on Friday. He actually played very well in having 36 minutes. 21 points. Uh, he shot 50% from the field. He was one for three uh, from three-point range. He had four rebounds, six assists, and one block. Uh, now, this is the Kyrie that we all know and love and uh, expect to see play, uh, probably even to a higher level in this case. However, it is Gordon Hayward that really is the story, I think, so far for the Boston Celtics, given the fact that this is his... Um, this is his first year back since uh, his gruesome injury last year. He's averaged about 24 and a half minutes. He scored 12 points. He's uh, 40% from the field, uh, about 33% from three-point range. He's averaged six rebounds, one assist, and about three steals. And, um, you know, this is really the Gordon Hayward that, uh, similar to Kyrie, that we all know and expect. And I... The word really for today is improvement. Uh, these are terrific stats, especially for Gordon Hayward, especially from coming back from that injury. However, there's still a lot of room for improvement, given the fact that he is a uh, pass all-star and can and really is uh, that X factor for the Celtics in getting them to the finals, um, other than Kyrie Irving. And especially with the young talent, there's so much improvement that can um, that can emulate throughout the season for the Celtics. And it really uh, showed, even though they did lose yesterday, um, to Kawhi Leonard, who we'll get to here in a second, but 
like I said, the, there's so much more room for improvement, and given that the Celtics um, have already demonstrated that they can play tremendous basketball, it really is a bright future for the competition in the Eastern Conference. Now, I did say we would get to Kawhi Leonard, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, I will be very honest with you, I've been impressed uh, with his numbers so far. Um, now, I don't know. Re- I really don't know what the factor is. Maybe just because he's out of San Antonio, uh, maybe now because he's uh, now with the Raptors, and or maybe it's because he had a whole year off. Um, he had more time to relax and really work on his game, uh, given his ankle injury that he had, um, that he had two years ago. But so far in the first two games of the season, Kawhi Leonard has averaged about 37 minutes, uh, 28 points. For he shot 40% from the field, uh, 38% from three-point range. He's also averaged 12 rebounds, three assists. Um, and one and one steal per game, and these really, I'll be very honest with you, are MVP caliber numbers. These are these numbers are uh, not far off from what players like James Harden and LeBron and Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry. These are all players who have been awarded the MVP. And the numbers that I just listed off for Kawhi Leonard are not far away, um, if not extremely close to what past MVP candidates and winners have been able to put up throughout the season. So needless to say, and I think we all can agree on this, is that Kawhi Leonard has been uh, has been playing extremely well for the Raptors, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he's going to bring to the table as the season goes on. But um, if you have any different opinions on Kawhi Leonard, how has he been playing Uh, If you have any opinions on the Cavaliers or the Lakers or the Celtics, please feel free to tweet me at uh, at Nordonia Sports on Twitter, uh, Darius Sethna, just like Gino did last week. Uh, We'll be very happy to answer your questions on our next show. Uh, So please, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, please let us know. Uh, So just uh, tweet me uh, at Nordonia Sports. Uh, Darius Sethna. Now, with that, I want to get onto some of the marquee matchups for the NBA in this coming week. Uh, starting off, we have the Spurs uh, taking on the Lakers this Monday. So we're going to see what DeMar, DeMar DeRozan in his hometown of Los Angeles, what he's able uh, leading the Spurs, what he's going to be able to produce against uh, the talented Lakers with LeBron. And then we have the John Wall and the Wizards taking on the Warriors. We have the this is really a battle of the backcourts with uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal taking on Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. That game will be on Wednesday. Uh, we have another marquee matchup with the uh, Celtics heading to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder, um, who we may or may not, we don't know at this point, who may or may not have Russell Westbrook back. If the Thunder do not have Russell Westbrook back, that really does open the door for the Celtics. Uh, to grab a win in OKC. And then finally, this upcoming Friday, um, the Chris Paul's former team, the Los Angeles Clippers, will be heading to Houston to take on the Rockets in what should be an entertaining matchup um, this upcoming Friday. And that concludes the basketball 
portion of this uh, of this podcast. However, this does not conclude the podcast itself because I have so much more that I want to talk about today. Um, starting with the Premier League. Uh, yes, we are going coming back to the Premier League. Each team has played um, roughly nine matches. Some have played eight. Uh, the first ten games are almost uh, completed for each team in this in the season. So the season is still young. Uh, the play, the end of the season won't come till May. And the top teams include Manchester City, Chelsea, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, and Liverpool. Those are the top four teams. Arsenal is coming in in fifth place. And the point differentials uh, as of now, due to the fact that it is the beginning of the season, extremely sm- small point differentials. To give you uh, an example of this, the largest point differential is between... Um, is between Manchester City and Chelsea with uh, a point differential of two. So it's still a lot more soccer to be played, a lot more results still to come. And, you know, just um, given the fact that it's be- the beginning of the season, just like the NBA, um, there's, still, uh, there's, still some, there's still so many more games to be played, and um, we know for sure that these results are going to change sometime in the near future given the fact that the level of competition especially when the within the uh, top five teams is extremely fierce and high um and after a um 24 point loss uh this past sunday the cleveland browns will head to tampa bay to face the buccaneers tomorrow game time is at 1 p.m uh this will begin a two-game uh road trip for the browns uh after uh, after their uh, game in Tampa Bay, they will head to Pittsburgh in that famous rivalry to take on the Steelers at Heinz Field, which should also be an extremely entertaining matchup. But uh, the Browns have to focus on uh, the present, and that present is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It should be um, an, an entertaining match tomorrow. The weather for uh, Tampa Bay tomorrow is about 81 degrees, and at game time, it will be about a high of 84 degrees with a low of 71. Uh, it's not going to be a factor. Uh, weather shouldn't be a factor tomorrow with the downpour of rain that uh, has occurred in the past Browns games. So the Browns should be able to uh, stay focused and uh, be able to compete with the Buccaneers tomorrow, given the fact that, like I said, weather will not be a main a, a concerning factor. And in the baseball world, uh, the World Series will be um, commencing on Tuesday. Um, the Boston Red Sox are officially in the World Series for this year. However, we do not know who they will be facing. However, when we wake up tomorrow, we will know who they will be facing because Game 7 of the League Championship Series between the um, Los Angeles Dodgers and Milwaukee Brewers will be uh, taking place tonight in Milwaukee. Uh, the Dodgers will look be looking to go to their second straight um, World Series, while the underdog Brewers will look to uh, to the World Series to f- face the Boston Red Sox. And uh, like I said, I think there's more of a chance of the Dodgers winning, given the fact that they were the runners-up last year. They've been in this position more than the Brewers have. Um, so that, that the game, the first pitch tonight is at 8.09 p.m., and then tomorrow we should have a brand-new uh, World Series matchup on our hands to start for Tuesday. And going back to Nordonia Sports, we have the Knights soccer team who fell to uh, the Kenston Bombers this past Wednesday by a score of 
two to one. Uh, this does this concludes the night season, but a lot of um, optimism heading into the off season, given the fact still so much upcoming talent uh, for the next few years to come. So like I said, a lot of enthusiasm and optimism for the next few years. The girls' soccer team for Nordonia also uh, were defeated by Seoul, and so this concludes their season as well. Um, but similar to the boys, though, a lot of optimism and enthusiasm. Those are the main two words uh, to describe this upcoming offseason for all of the Nordonia soccer players and the soccer organizations. And uh, with this moment now, I would like uh, I would just like to take this moment to um, to share with everyone and inform you about all of the magnificent work that um, DJ Rash, Jacob Malensic, and Wilson Riley have been posting out on RedoniaHills.news. So if you haven't seen uh, what they've been doing, please check out their work um, along with my podcast. They're all in the same categories um, on RedoniaHills.news. Uh, so please look up all of their tremendous work. Um, as well as a play preview video by Brooke Tycote. So, so much going on um, here on, on OrdoniHills.news. So stay tuned to all of the awesome events and posts that will be coming up shortly. And like I said, please, if you haven't already, um, please check out my Twitter account, at Sports, Darius Ethna, of course. Um, we post all our podcasts up there, as well as um, images related to the podcasts. So we have a lot of stuff uh, going on on Twitter as well. Now, thank you for listening. This concludes today's podcast show. Uh, we're going to have so much um, to talk about next week with the World Series and updates on the Cavs and Browns. So please stay tuned to the Cleveland Sports Show, as next week we're going to have so much more to talk about. Once again, have an awesome weekend, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you.